0: Make sure to subscribe, share with your friends, and enjoy the episode. Welcome back, everyone. Super glad to have you here, and I hope everyone is doing awesome. I am so grateful today because I have a new podcast interview, and it's someone that I literally just met, so this is gonna be awesome. But his name is Jordan Whitmer. <laughs> We're just talking about his name, I wanna make sure I can pronounce it right. So, um, Jordan is the founder of the How To Life movement. He, as well as the Generation Z conference, and he's also the podcast host for Gen Z podcast. So, Definitely Jordan is doing many things for the Lord and many things for the kingdom and it's just super cool to see all that God is using him for. So um, I'm super excited to dive in this conversation, but definitely Jordan, like I said, has a heart for serving and loving on our generation and um, just truly has a strong passion for getting the word of God out there and the love of Christ out there, which is super awesome. So I'm excited to hear what Jordan has to say today and I'm super excited to have you on here today. So welcome Jordan.
1: Yes, it's so good to be here today, Kayla. Thanks for thanks for having me on.
0: Yes, yeah, no, it's truly an honor to have you on here. So, thank you for coming. (laughs) Um, Yes, yes, I would love to start the podcast uh, just with you telling a little bit about yourself, maybe your testimony or how, um, yeah, just the season of life you're in, anything you want.
1: Sure, sure. So, um, so yeah, as you shared, I am uh, the the founder and CEO of a ministry called the How to Life Movement, and How to Life started six years ago when I was in high school, when I and some of my friends wanted to do something more to reach our generation for Christ. We realized that so few of the students that we went to school with truly knew what it meant to follow Jesus and to have that relationship with Him. And and that's what led us to plan a completely uh, a student-led event led by young people, by Gen Z, for Gen Z, mm. and made a huge difference in our community. Uh, to go before that, though, I, I grew up in a Christian family, uh, just very passionate about ministry and sharing the gospel. My grandfather's an evangelist of sorts who does ministry, and uh, my parents work with him. And and, and I kind of grew up in and around an environment where we just talked about Jesus all the time and and really— yeah, making our lives count and and reaching people for him. And uh, mm-hmm. I kind of picked that up at a young age and uh, became a Christian myself uh, at a really young age and prayed to follow Jesus. And I still remember the moment when I yeah, was sitting in my room, I was like three years old, and my mom shared the gospel with me and mm-hmm. talked about Jesus washing my dirty heart, making it clean. And, and, and I did. I, I prayed at that moment. I believe it was genuine. I still remember it. So I Very much view that as a genuine moment, and uh, but over the course of my life, I've just always sought to make my faith my own, knowing that Mm. it couldn't just be my parents' faith and and what they believed and what they did, but truly wanting to follow the Lord and make each and every last step of my life uh, count and be focused on on Jesus. And I work to get into God's Word every day and just finding ways to really just know, hey, like it's important to follow Jesus and truly make Him Lord of my life and Mm. In in high school and junior high, I was involved in a lot of like extracurricular activities and academics, and I I loved all that stuff. It was very fun, but I I quickly realized and started leaving activity after activity because of knowing that there was more uh, to be had, especially when the How to Life movement started. I realized, you know, I can use the last year and a half left of high school that I have to reach my friends and just be totally on mission and focus and, mm-hmm. and that's what happened and that's what led to the first How to Life event in March of 2015 and 750 people attended a, our completely student-led event and wow. uh, all led by young people sharing the gospel, sharing their stories about the difference Jesus has made in our lives and you know, leading worship and doing dramas and skits and showing videos and, and just helping Put put on an evening event that was all focused on the Lord, and uh, that night about seventy five people. When we shared the gospel, I kind of got to be the evangelist, the little Billy Graham that <laughs> night, and and we had seventy five people that responded, wanting to uh, commit their lives to Christ at that event, and uh, and that became the first ever how to life event that has now. become a movement that's been spreading around the world, uh, around the country and around the world Mm. uh, to 20 states and five countries, uh, six now because Canada is planning something right now. And and in each of these places, it's all local, young people, teenagers, people from Gen Z, uh, rising up planning events, and as well as doing other stuff as well, like digital Mm. events, like the Z conference that we did last fall, and uh, just finding more and more ways to empower Generation Z to live and lead for Jesus, as well as uh, encouraging our generation to make a difference for Christ, even when we're not sure how, because a lot of us want to make a difference, but we like wonder, how do we get started with that? What do we do? (laughs) How do we get going in that process? And uh, I know that's very much the theme of uh, my podcast Gen Z today, we talk about exactly those sorts of themes: how to live and lead for Jesus and Gen Z, and that's very much a big, big passion of mine.
0: Hmm. Wow, you know, I I'm just hearing all this, and I'm like, man, God is so good. Just like, I don't know, it brings me hope to see how He's using young people in our generation to reach out to our generation. And um, I mean, we definitely live in a a lost world, but just this reminder that God is still on the move and he's still using awesome people to um, live for his kingdom. And you said live and lead. I love that. That is so good. So yeah. Oh, super good. So Keep it going. Keep living for him. It's awesome. <laughs> thank
1: you. Thank you. Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. So um, for my podcast, usually we begin the podcast by asking uh, kind of what God has been teaching them lately, just because I want it to feel like a conversation and, you know, just like we're having coffee or whatever, and not just like an interview, you know, with all the questions. So, um, yeah. What has God been teaching you lately?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I've I've always been just so like I said, passionate about the Great Commission, passionate about finding ways that we can truly live our life for Christ. And um, most recently, I've I've actually been really into uh, church history. So like Christian history and and just digging into learning about the movements of the past and how has God moved before? Because a lot of people today say, I want to see revival. We want revival <laughs> in America, revival in the world. Like, yes, yes, we do. We do. But like, do we know what that means? Do we know mm. what that 's looked like before and, and and what are those elements of revival that are needed in order to see awakening and to see people come to know Christ and come to faith in christ and um, For me, Hynos has really really been just kind of studying some different movements and looking at our own our own country 's history. I've been very fascinated as of late with like the first great awakening and learning mm-hmm. about uh, some of these leaders, George Whitfield, evangelist. That uh, sometimes we learn about these guys in in even like public school in the A push textbook. We we hear about the the great awakenings because it was so prolific. Everybody was coming to know Jesus in the colonies of of uh, of America at that time. But but it was because there were people preaching the gospel like George Whitfield up and down the east coast and and in england and 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 what happened at this time was it was just a lot of people that were coming together and praying and seeking repentance and uh, and just truly seeking after the lord and it really was a time focused on christ like we might hype up these figures like george whitfield jonathan edwards they were these big guys but that made a big difference but it's really less about them and more just about god moving in the Uh, what happened in that era and how. And so much of our American Christian orbit today is a direct descendant of all of that. And so I've been studying that. I also have been really learning about a really cool movement that happened in the late 1800s. And early 1900s, and I apologize if this history is boring to anyone, but I, uh, I I enjoy it. I hope I can make it seem interesting to you all. But uh, but it was called the Student Volunteer Movement, and the Student Volunteer Movement was this movement of people our age in their in their 20s, college age, young people mm-hmm. of the late 1800s. And what they did was they uh, they came together, and there was this summit in June in July of 1886. In Massachusetts and they got together the property of evangelist D.L. Moody. Some people know of him, Moody Bible Institute is named after him today. Yeah. Um, but a lot of these, a lot of young people from that era came together for like this big summer uh, gathering, kind of like a summer camp, but it was a, a month long thing. And they, uh, they came out of that a hundred students committed their lives to becoming foreign missionaries is what happened. Wow. And they founded something called the student volunteer movement And then over the course of the next year, they recruited, they went from, some of these guys went from campus to campus in America and recruited 2,200 other students to become foreign missionaries, both men and women, uh, students our age. And in many of those students over the course of the next decades and decades to come, thousands more were mobilized. Ultimately, 20,000 missionaries went overseas through this movement of this era and, and really just they, they sacrificed everything. They could have lived comfortable American dream lives and mm. Victorian America era. Like, I mean, it, it was this great time in some ways, but they were like, you know, we're going to, we're going to make our lives count and we're not going to just live for us. And many of them died on the mission field and mm. just a really inspiring movement. So I've been reading a lot about that. And, and and that just leads, I'll share some scripture here that goes along with all this is, yeah, uh, is, is the great commission. And, and a lot of us are very confused sometimes in terms of what is the Great Commission. How did this? Uh, how? What? What is the Great Commission even? And I think 51 percent of American Christians today don't know what the Great Commission even is. Wow. And and that's sad that they don't know that there are that we as Christians have a have a job to fulfill the Great Commission to reach people for Christ. And uh, and there's there's five there's actually five passages in scripture that are all kind of a great commission passage most famous one is usually matthew 28 where uh, jesus says all power on heaven and earth has been given to me uh therefore uh, go forth and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father son and the holy spirit and i will be with you always even to the end of the age that's kind of the matthew one and then mark talks about uh, something a little different he says go into all the world and proclaim the gospel uh so (laughs) In March, we're in in Mark, we're called to preach the gospel, proclaim the gospel to all nations. Luke talks about uh, preaching repentance and forgiveness of sin. Uh, John talks about where God says, uh, or where Jesus says, just as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. So that's kind of cool. And then in Acts, it's about you will be my witnesses to Judea, to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the outermost parts. Uh, and uh, and that's basically, f- like, we kind of sometimes forget that there are multiple passages, but it just continues to show the importance of, in all of the five major books of the New Testament, Jesus wants us and is commissioning us and is sending us to be on mission to live a life of pouring out our, like, just like Jesus Gave his life for us. We are uh, need to use our lives to sacrifice. And um, so many of us, I just feel in America today and around the world, we sometimes just live the comfortable American dream and say, you know, I just want to live for now and mm-hmm. life's good, and I just want my comfortable job and my comfortable this. And and it's really like, well, I I I is that really making our life count for Christ? And and just thinking, how can we? maybe view ourselves as made for even more and made for a life of being able to reach people for Christ and knowing that time is short and we all have 70 years, 80 years, if that on earth, maybe a little more, probably less. And, but our, our job is to be faithful and to steward what he's given us, what God's given us and to bring other people into his kingdom. And so that's very much my heart and passage and heart and passion and uh, so there's kind of some scripture and, and then some history that I've really yeah. been encouraged by.
0: Oh, I love that. That was amazing. And, you know, on your account, I think it's your personal one. Maybe it is your podcast one, but um, mm-hmm, I've noticed mm-hmm. that you've shared some, you know, histo- historical things and yes, uh, yes. church history. So just like hearing this and then just how you tied it in with how we can um, still make that difference, just like they did, you know, several years ago or. Um, yeah, it's just, it's really inspiring because I do, I do agree totally how, um, especially here in America, I feel like where we do get stuck mm-hmm. in this bubble of like, oh, I'm just gonna, you know, live for myself. I'm just going to do these things. I'm going to stay comfortable. Um, I'm going to love myself, which yes, we're to love ourselves you know, to love our neighbors as we love ourselves But um, we have taken such a focus on ourselves rather than, Okay, how can I live for Christ, right? Because that is our calling, that's our role here on earth, and so um, just that you are you're you're making that difference in the world by you know sharing that light and sharing that truth, and um, I think that's super cool. So yeah, thank you for sharing all that. That was really good.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. So um, I know we've talked a little bit about you know, when you introduced yourself um, a little bit about the how to life movement. So I would just love to hear more about the movement, how it got started. I mean, you kind of shared how it got started. So you could share more in like, um, what you guys are up to right now, or um, yeah, just share a little bit about it.
1: Sure, I'd love to. So, so yeah, so uh, like I shared how to life movement, it started six years ago, when I was in high school myself, and and now I'm 22, and uh, there are there have been a lot of people that have been involved with this across the U.S., and uh, we've had events now, in uh, 90 how-to-life events in 20 states and five countries around the world, all helping local people step up and preach the gospel to their friends, and everywhere from Washington State to Georgia to Arizona to New York, those are kind of the borders that we've uh, been out, spread out to in the U.S., and Minnesota and Colorado and (laughs) Texas, Kansas, Missouri, Arkansas, Tennessee, Ohio, those are all places where there have been local young people who said, hey, could we plan a how to life event here? Could we do something? And, and they often reach out on Instagram. So if, if you're if you're someone out there that's listening and wondering, you know, I want to be able to impact my friends for Christ or get involved in a movement to reach our community or uh, or join an existing how to life group since we have a lot of existing groups, it's sometimes easy just to join up and be a part of something and mm-hmm. um and yeah, so if you're out there, feel free to to reach out on on instagram at at how to life movement and and we'd love to to talk with you about uh, what uh, something like that could look like even in your own town mm-hmm. and uh, um <clears throat> But yeah, and uh, recently we had this Z conference and, and some of you have maybe heard of that. That's something that we did. We had a thousand people from six continents, 47 states, 40 countries from around the world that came together for a digital conference because during the middle of the pandemic, it has been really hard to have events, but we and then ended up having one of the biggest events we've ever had by doing a digital conference for people from around the world. And, and that was really amazing. And mm. so more and more we're leaning into how can we really focus on evangelism, discipleship, as well as ministry and missions, mobilization. Those are mm-hmm. kind of the three main areas, evangelism, discipleship, mobilization, that we're really focusing on in the time to come in mobilizing Generation Z, Generation Z, our generation to, to be involved in these ways and to, to take these leaps of faith to lead boldly for Christ. And uh, so we are working to have more events, to have more discipleship groups that are mobilized to have more digital content conferences and, and just truly kind of seeing more and more of a, a coalition of Gen Z young people emerge from across the U.S., across North America, around the world even, mm-hmm. to come together for the gospel because time is short and, and yeah. we want to see our generation reached.
0: Mm, that's awesome. Was there, I didn't send you this question, but was there ever a moment where that how to life movement was growing and you were like, whoa, what is God doing here? Like, <laughs> did you ever have that like, ah, type moment or not really?
1: It, it's always kind of been this sense of things are moving quickly. Things are growing, getting bigger. and And it's like, how do we keep up with this? And we're, so we're trying to figure stuff out. We're trying to find staff. We're trying to find people that some combination of volunteers, staff, and interns, some, some good mix of people that can give even more time to say, yeah, we want to help mobilize events. We want to help reach our community and, and mm. see some stuff happen. And uh, so that's very much my uh, big, big passion of mine now is kind of building the organization to go behind the events and, because there's a lot of people that want to plan events and do more, but we, we want to be able to do things well and efficiently and effectively right. and, and to really see long-term fruit and see discipleship happen and, and to work with local churches and to really be kingdom people that are trying to see the Gen Z Christian communities of the cities of our country and world grow and be benefited. So, so that's very very much kind of some of the inner strategic side of what we're thinking about these days <laughs> yeah. and praying about
0: That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, I know, uh, here in Colorado, when I post this episode, it's going to be past the time, but, um, this upcoming weekend on Saturday, I believe we're having the How to Life Movement conference, yes, or whatever yes. we all call them, or event, I guess. But um, yeah, so it'll be at Brave Church. But uh, like I said, I'll be posting this afterwards. But I'll try to share it on my story. Uh, that way, people can get connected this weekend. That would be really cool. Yes,
1: but, yes. How to Life Denver. Yes. I think is the Instagram right? name for anyone yes. that wants to get involved in the future in yes. Colorado, if that's where you are.
0: Yeah, yeah. They do have an Instagram. Forgot about that, but yeah. Um. Yeah. So this question was kind of something I was just like, okay, with whatever he shares, maybe someone can connect to it. Um, just because I think it's really cool talking about what God has been doing in our life, but also um, maybe some hard things that you went through as well. So that people can be like, Oh, I'm not the only one or whatever. Um, so what has been a hard trial that you have gone through that you can now look back on and see how God used it?
1: That's uh Good question. I let me think. I'd say, um, yeah. I mean, it's so much of uh, the struggles just come through, just continuing to try to discern what what is God's will for all this, and what are the next steps, and when to step, as opposed to when to take a stop and breathe and pray and. Um, so I would just say kind of, it, it's more kind of just this ongoing, it's it's not like there was this like major, major trial. I mean, now COVID has definitely been a trial for everyone one way or another, pretty much. Right. Um, but um, I'd say, thankfully, we, we've found some really unique ways to to keep going and to be ready for the long term and figuring out, knowing, like, especially now to be ready to to help our generation who yeah. in this year especially in 2021 are just going to be saying hey we want to do more we want to like step out and 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 plan events and do things and are there opportunities and so we want to be able to be ready to help our generation be ready and uh, but um let me think if there are any other like major trials mm-hmm. i mean I, yeah i mean the last it it's always been i've lost two grandparents the last Four years, and those have always—that's always been kind of challenging. One passed away in 2016. One, uh, my one of my my grandma on my mom's side, and then my grandfather on my dad's side passed away last August in August 2020, uh, in the middle of the pandemic, because of cancer. And and th- both of them are with Jesus now, and it's awesome. And uh, so that th- those were definitely trials in their time, just knowing, okay, like they're not with us anymore, and it's sad. But uh, but also too really encouraged me because all of my grandparents and family have just been so focused on on ministry. They gave their lives for for ministry causes, and 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 now two out of four of my grandparents are uh, have passed away, but they're with Jesus now. And then I have two that are living. But it's just been very inspiring and and I very much kind of view it as a look I I really want to be able to in whatever way possible it's not about like honoring legacies and things but it'd be nice to be able to help honor the legacies of my family and 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 just to really use my life for the kingdom and 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 as well as just so many other I've been inspired by many stories of, of missionaries and leaders and just knowing that like it's so much better like Jim Elliot's the one who has a quote saying uh, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep mm-hmm. to gain what he cannot lose and uh, i like that quote things like that are very inspiring to you know hey like time is short and uh, we need to give our lives to to eternal things and i often say we need to anchor in the eternal and mm-hmm. uh, anytime that i know anytime for me if, if i think of heaven or if i think of eternity and spending time with Jesus is like, man, eternity is a really long time. And so why would we not use every waking minute of this mm. life to focus on eternity rather than living for ourselves in the now? And, and obviously having a, having a balance of not like burning out is important, but I know having a, having a lifestyle of knowing that, hey, time is short and let's make our lives count is definitely the, the mindset that I want to be able to have in, in my life.
0: Hmm. Amen. Wow. So good. You know, that really convicts me too. Like, uh, especially, <laughs> I think this was the case for all of us, but uh, with Corona happening and, you know, being stuck at our homes, it was so hard um, for me at least just to be like, okay, I'm at home, but what can I still do for the kingdom? and not waste time, right? And so um, that's where I've seen like for Instagram and TikTok, like it's just blown up with being able to share the gospel on those platforms and yeah, um, yeah, in the light. And so yeah, it just like, like you said, time is short, but there's so many outlets that we can use to spread um, the light and the kingdom. And it's just so exciting. Yeah.
1: Exactly. I, and that, that's huge. I know you started a podcast here and yeah. that's an amazing way for, uh, for you to be able to say, hey, I want to make my life count even in the middle of so much chaos. Cause early on in Corona it was a sense of um, is this just gonna be a vacation and should I just chill? And, and like for me, I just like spent a lot of time early on, just like binge watching Netflix. And I'm like yep. in hindsight, I'm like, was that really like a good use of my time? And I mean we were all in essence trying to figure out how can we make our life count. But then but then things started to come together and it's like, yeah, we need to like get to work and do whatever we can and, and like use this season for some rest in a, in a way that we won't ever have again, probably like that. Hopefully not. <laughs> right. yeah, I mean, we need rest periods, but like not, I mean, hopefully we can get back to work. I just kept thinking about the Bible verse saying, work well it is day because night is coming when no man can work. And, mm-hmm. and we kind of had a extended like uh, sun down like period like dusk it was like you could do stuff but it was kind of hard so that's kind of my analogy but now like like depending on where you live like the sun is coming out and it's time to work and uh, let's work hard until the next thing happens so whatever that is
0: yeah and did you say what was it anchor in eternal is that what you said or
1: anchor in the eternal that's kind of my quote i came up with a couple years ago and i I love
0: that throw that around a lot Right. Well, and like you said, like the sun is up, we got to get working again and just like anchor in eternal, like living with that eternal perspective and um, mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. so good. Keeping your eyes on the things above. I love it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I I was trying to do a little bit of research beforehand, but I also looked at the how to life movement uh, website. And so you have it right there at the website, but um, it says that, you know, Gen Z is the least, like religious, I guess. Um, and they're, you know, tending to go more the atheist way and just saying that they don't believe really in anything. And so, yeah. um, how do you see like your life personally, but also helping other people live their life in a way that we can change those statistics?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it has to do with this entire conversation we've had here today, just about right. <laughs> prioritizing a life of mission and knowing that, But yeah, the statistics that we have on our website are are statistics from Barna. Barna is kind of like the authority on Christian statistics. They do studies and they find things and they try to tell the truth, no matter what the truth is. And and it seems like Um, the results that came out in 2018 was that Gen Z, the teenagers of that time and of today, are the least Christian generation in American history with only 4% of teenagers in the United States today having a biblical worldview and knowing what it truly means to believe in Jesus in the way that we do, and uh, and that's sad. That means that ninety six percent of our generation is probably either lost or confused or something, and mm. and and that means the high majority of our generation is is destined to spend all their life in eternity without the Lord, and and that's sad. And now, now, I mean, the other generations aren't exactly that much better either, but. Like, like that's the statistic that isn't shared too much. Like, millennials are six percent, and baby boomers are ten or fifteen, or like it's more. But so, I mean, I mean, every generation is predominantly lost. But um, when it comes to Gen Z, it's especially lost. It's the least Christian. It's the least uh, Christian worldview, and um, it's thirty-five percent of teens today that are openly atheist, agnostic, or nothing in particular. One out of yeah. three teens, and. Uh, some states might be a little more Bible belty and have a little higher Christian percentages. Like I, I lived in Arkansas growing up and Arkansas is probably a little higher, maybe 10% have a biblical worldview there or something. But even there, that's small. It's like, there's not a lot. And then some states like really, really lost states like Rhode Island or Utah or Washington state might be like 1% and but every bottom line the majority of students everywhere in America need the gospel need Christ and and I believe we can see a change by by finding ways whether that be through planning an evangelism event maybe it's planning a planning a group and inviting your lost friends over to watch some christian content and uh, there's a great ministry called Alpha that does things like that and I mean there, there's there's like just finding ways or or maybe starting a bible club at your school or a small group at your school for christians or for non-christians or maybe it's just meeting one-on-one with your lost friend and sharing mm-hmm. the gospel with them and um and it's also it starts with us like before we can fulfill the great commission we have to take the gospel seriously in our own life and preach um and and, and find ways to we need to get in god's word every morning we need to be praying and just seeking the lord and Pursuing holiness and, and, and I mean it 's not legalism, but holiness is so important in pursuing righteousness in our lives, and just just living lives that are holy and pure, knowing that hey, like our lives are not our own they 've been bought by Jesus, and we want to be able to serve him with our lives and and that has to do with everything and that 's why i 'm so passionate about finding ways that we can really make Jesus the Lord of our entire life and living our lives accordingly,
0: right. Amen. Yeah. Oh, so good. Once again. Yeah. Like just like, oh, I love those answers. Oh, so good. Um, yeah, you know, it just, it really does have a common theme. I feel like in this podcast, which I love when that happens, but, um, just really, like you said, like using your time wisely, but also living for the kingdom and, um, just seeking even with our lost generation, like you were saying with all those, uh, statistics and things, it's just like, we, we do have this mission and it is bringing out this light and it is living for the Lord and bringing forth the great commission um, and so I think our generation can get so stuck in fear and thoughts of you know well I can't do this because of this or um, what are they going to think of me or whatever but um, just remembering that you know God has given us that boldness and he has given us that mission therefore we can go out and live boldly for his namesake and so Um, I just think it's super, super cool that there are groups, um, how to life movement, the alpha group, you know, just like many ministries and groups that are out there fulfilling this command of going out and spreading his words. And so I just love it. I think it's so good. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah, I, well, I had another question, um, before we start wrapping up, but, um, what do you feel like has been the hardest struggle I would say, uh, for you or for the how to life movement, um, with spreading the gospel to our generation.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not easy. there's a lot in our, a lot of people in our generation who are hostile. They, they just really don't want to hear the gospel. And now there's, there's a lot of confusion going on. And I think even different dynamics as we've seen in our country, so much hate and vitriol the last, several years of just just most americans getting wrapped up in culture wars and politics and things and, and for me i'm just like look like yes some of these things are important and like yeah it'd be nice to have religious freedom in our country though that sort of thing but like it, it's not worth that's not our mission our mission isn't right. politics the bible does not say go into washington dc and protest it says mm-hmm. it says go into the world and make disciples and and, and fulfill the Great Commission and preach the gospel. And, and it's funny, not funny, but like just fascinating how when the church spreads the most, it's usually when it's being the most persecuted. Yeah. Like the church was being so persecuted in Rome and and that's when it spread throughout the world and took root. And not only did it not die then, it now over history has has grown to where 2 billion people on the planet claim Jesus as a religion doesn't mean they're all saved, but there, there's 2 billion people in the world that claim to be some form of Christian today, at least in association. Again, like I said, doesn't mean they're all safe, but it just does mean that there's this, like, but that happened as a result of uh, of people just following Jesus, even when it wasn't legal. And when, mm. I think in America, we're all scared of, oh, no, is Christianity going to be legal? It's like, no, we have full religious freedom. Do we even use it? Do we want it? And uh, So for me, I think probably one of the biggest headwinds, especially for our generation, which does care about a lot of the issues of today and things like racial reconciliation and things like it's like, yeah, I mean, there there are some ways that we can hopefully bypass politics and say, yeah, like there's a legitimate conversation. It's conversations that need to be had in terms of uh, in terms of how we can see it levels of uh, of the Gospel transform society yeah, but ultimately by focusing still at the end of the day of knowing that Jesus and the gospel changes individual lives and i I think the more that we can focus on on the gospel in jesus and uh, and not get wrapped up in the vitriolic culture wars that everybody seems to want to get involved in in many cases in the name of Jesus too, we need to focus i think on jesus's words and his mission more than anything.
0: Mm, Amen. I'm so grateful that you brought that up Um, just because I have noticed that our generation um, and probably past generations, if we're being honest, but they are so focused on these things. Um, And these things can definitely separate us. Even if you are a believer, you can have different views on politics or on Mm -hmm, the whole Corona mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever the case is but are we focusing on this common ground that we have in Christ? Like that is what we're supposed to be focusing on and keeping our eyes on instead of on these, all these different things that you could pick and pick sides and fight for it and all that. Um, and so, yeah, just thank you for, for saying that. Cause I think more believers are starting to rise up and starting to focus more on, um, on the things of, you know, the kingdom and, and Jesus words, which I think is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what we're supposed to do. So Um, I think that's really good. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah. So, um, I know we're starting to get to end. So what are some like practical tips or, um, yeah, just tips in general that you could give to people that are wanting to, uh, start making a difference in this generation or maybe that are wanting to help out with how to life, but don't know how, um, just anything in that realm.
1: Yeah, I and I shared a few of these things earlier and I'll I'll cover it again, just the the importance of just finding ways to start where you are. And I think a lot of times we hear the Great Commission and think, oh, I need to go overseas and preach the gospel in in Africa or something. And 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 we do need people to do that. And in fact, I'm I'm very passionate about uh, the need of, of of seeing missionaries sent to reach the unreached, which again that sounds even crazier. It's like, how are we gonna do that? But but the 1040 window is a big passion of mine, just knowing there's a lot of people who have never heard the name of Jesus in their country, and, and that's because it is kind of hostile and it's challenging, but you know, but there's a huge need for work amongst the the, the least reached peoples in our world. Um, now, but that being said, that can be a huge thing, figure, okay, how do I do that? Or how do I preach the gospel even here? And, and that's why it's so important to know we. it starts where we are, starts with us, starts with us in our own life, committing to getting God's word every day, to prayer, to really just seeking in our own life to live for the lord and then quickly after once we're like really living for the lord and some of you listening might be like yeah i've been growing i'm looking for ways to make a difference but you just might not be sure how or how to get started and and that's where the idea of of things like how to life and maybe you want to get involved in the how to life movement and and plan an event in your own area or get involved with a team and we'd love to invite you to join us in something like that Uh, or maybe just do something on your own, figure something out. But uh, anything involving planning an event to share the gospel or, or planning a group or uh, doing a a small group with kids in your community or meeting up with a lost friend for coffee and finding ways to just really be thinking, how can I make my life count, especially if you're a high school student or a a public campus, a a public university somewhere. And you're thinking, yeah, like, I want to, make my life count like th- th- those are amazing places those are mission fields where where you can use your years for the kingdom mm. to preach the gospel and just to be on mission and help people really think through who is Jesus and what why is why does everyone talk about him and and why and and what is this hope that he offers? I think a lot of American Christians or not American Christians, a lot of Americans that are not Christians are very confused. They're way more open. Statistics show that millennials and Gen Z, as non-Christian as they are, they're way more open to Jesus than you would think. They just have a lot of questions and they really just need to know who is Jesus and what is the hope that he has to offer. and And that's why really unpacking who is Jesus alone and why do we need him in our life, that is huge. And that's where this just all
0: uh, is centered around. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we had a podcast guest on here a few episodes back, but she was talking a lot about um, how she chooses in the public school uh, to really just focus on building relationships with people and not really you know, flirting with the idea of, you know, I have to convince you to come to Jesus, which yes, it's, it's, our, um, it's our calling to, you know, spread the awareness of who he is and to get people to come to know him, but um, also to just build a relationship and love on people. And so um, I love everything that you said and just uh, focusing too on just loving those wherever they're at. And, you know, from that place, we can show who Jesus is through our life as well. So
1: absolutely absolutely
0: yeah so um yeah we're we're pretty much here at the end so (laughs) uh where can people find you on social media find how to life go ahead and plug all the things that you
1: yeah yeah all right plug time so yeah Yeah. uh, (laughs) uh you can find me i'm on instagram at at jordan whitmer uh i'm also on tiktok you can find me there at at jordan r whitmer and uh as well as then instagram for how to life movement and and tick tock but we're mainly on instagram for how to life it's at how to life movement and uh, and then there's also the zconf at the zconf you can find on instagram and TikTok. we will be doing more with uh, online gen z conferences and then the podcast the the gen z today podcast i'd love to encourage you to listen we have mm-hmm. uh, quite a few episodes now on there and and you are more than welcome to listen in to, I think we've got about 10 recorded now of, of episodes of Gen Z Voices. It's a podcast featuring a lot of Gen Z Voices. And, and I continue kind of this conversation of living and leading for Jesus as Gen Z. So you can find the Instagram page at, at Gen Z Today Podcast. And then you can also go to com. And that will give you all the links to finding it on Apple and Spotify or just look it up on Apple and Spotify, Gen Z today. And you can search my name, Jordan Whitmer and you should find it. And uh, and yeah, would love to have you tuned in if you are interested.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, so everyone make sure go subscribe, go follow do all the things. We got to, you know, support our brothers and sisters in Christ. So it's awesome. But uh, Jordan, just truly thank you so much for taking time out of your day and being on the podcast and uh, sharing all of your wise uh, thoughts that the Lord has given you. I'm just so excited to see all that God's going to do through you, through How to Life, through all these people that uh, he's brought you in contact with. And I just think it's going to be amazing. And uh, like I said in the beginning, you're doing amazing kingdom work. So keep at it. You're doing good.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Kayla. It's been awesome. An honor to be on your podcast today.
0: Yeah, thanks.